0: Welcome to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Morning Devotion. Happy that you are here. And you make this an incredibly special place. You make this you make this like a well of living water in the midst of a wilderness. That's what you do. And your your prayers, your smiles, your encouragement to one another—it just makes this day the most special day that we've ever lived. I believe this is going to be a great day, and you're going to see amazing things happening. I I I am looking forward. I'm looking forward this this Thursday morning. Here we are—the last day of devotion morning um, for the month of October. Ten of twelve months have slipped off this calendar. Oh my, what 10 months it has been. And I pray for you and I pray that God will be with you. So thank you, Neil. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Tammy, Matthew. Thank you. Thank you. I I just appreciate you being here and encouraging one another. This is a great day. This is a great day. We're going to speak life. That's so important, to speak life. Life. And uh, we're going to be looking at some passages of Scripture. And then I'm going to get really, really plain spoken here today. Do you have your steel-toed boots on? Yeah, it's going to be one of those mornings. So anyway, share the page, like the page, follow the page, loop more into this cocoon of safety because we're speaking life here. So thank you for being a part of this And may God be with you today, all through the weekend. This is Friday, October the 30th. Just a quick but important announcement for First Church folks. Uh, Of course, we have a deal tonight for the family. It's going to be fun. And uh, Sunday morning and then Sunday night, something special, 6 p.m., we're going to have prayer for the nation, prayer for those who struggle in prayer for the upcoming election and its aftermath. And so that's a prayer for our nation, Sunday at 6. And if you're elsewhere, I'm sure that you can join in prayer at your own time and schedule and whatever your church has going for you. Amen. Words, words, with words, we edify. With words, we dismantle. With words, we can heal, with words we can hurt, with words we can create, with words we can destroy. Solomon said in Proverbs 18, 21, that the tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So with words, we call things into existence that are not there. With words, we can call things that are dormant into life. Words. The writer of Hebrews said in that, in that great chapter of faith, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things, the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. It's through our words that we can speak new life into existence. We call that the prophetic word, the prophetic word. So Don and Joe and Anita and Winnie, this is huge. It's prophetic word. It's a word that takes hold of a day to come, an event to come, a change, a transformation to come. And it plants that flag of prophetic hope on today's landscape. It takes a word from the future of what shall be, what doth not yet appear. And it claims it in our today and say, I believe there's a new day coming. I believe there is a new world coming. I believe that something good is about to happen and someone is about to be restored. Oh, I just feel that prophetically. I believe prodigals are coming home. I believe the law shall be saved. I believe that there shall be light in the evening time. We speak the prophetic word. We speak lies. The prophet in the Old Testament had two other names. Seer, the one who could see more, see further, see beyond the present ministry. The one whose vision was not so blinded by the moment. The one whose sight was not so dimmed just to the anguish and frustration. The one who had a grasp on the future. He saw the new world coming, but then the prophet in the Old Testament went farther they spoke what they saw. That is so powerful. They spoke what they saw. They gave voice. They lent their voice, their name, their credibility to what they saw happening. And this is the second word used for prophet, oracle, mouthpiece. We speak what we see. We give voice to the future. We give voice to the promise. We give voice to the hope of a new world coming. We give voice to liberty and freedom from oppression, to a rebirth of brotherhood, to a reshaping of the dawning of a new world. There is power in proclamation, yes. What, what is needed for this day is not simply an encouraging word. What is needed for our hour is not an interesting, insightful word, a tidbit, a morsel, some juicy something. We need a prophetic word, and that has gone missing that has gone missing in our midst. What we have been through in the last eight months has revealed a number of weaknesses, I believe, in the 21st century church. I'm, I've just been cataloging them as the Lord's impressed me. At some point, I'm going to share and share them with the solutions. But, but there's just something about a prophetic word. God's time's not man's time. There shall be a no setting, an no occasion for each word to be spoken, that we share in grace with a solution we entered into this year of 2020 without the prophetic voice and i'm just going to say it we didn't see what was coming oh i i i i probably like many other ministers i felt stirred i felt a sense of urgency What's, it's what drove the book on prayer. It's what drove our Wednesday night prayer. And um, last fall, I couldn't give voice. I couldn't articulate what I was feeling. And prayer meetings start well, but, you know, people are going to lose interest. No one needs fire if they are already warm. And that's the sin of lukewarmness of the last day. We're just warm enough to pat ourselves on the back and say, well, at least we're warmer than the next guy on the pew. But I feel a, I felt a sense of urgency last fall. Others did too. But we failed to find the words to describe what we felt was coming. And we failed the body of Christ in not giving voice urgently and stridently to what we felt. So we went into 2020 without a prophetic vision. I, I, now, I'm not talking about people with huge prophetic ministries. I'm, I'm not talking about people who just minister and and God speaks to and through them. I'm talking about me and you, those on the local church platform in Pew, moms and dads and men and women and young and old and teachers and taught and singers and not. Yeah, those who God moves on and speaks through that God could have spoken through us if we had only seen what was coming. You see, God is wanting to give us a voice to speak through us, a prophetic voice. It was the promise of the prophet Joel, and it was the the proclamation of the apostle Peter that our sons and our daughters would prophesy. What shall we prophesy to a crazy, confused, and mixed-up world? What shall we say? What shall we prophesy to a nation filled with fear and division and hate? And at this moment, Preparation for riots are underway. Rodeo Boulevard, the most exclusive shopping place in Beverly Hills. They're boarding up their shops, getting ready for great, great uprisings. Large sections of downtown Washington, D.C., within blocks of our nation's capital, they now resemble a coastal community preparing for a hurricane. Hotels, office buildings, coffee shops, restaurants wrapped in plywood, it's the same. It's the same across the nation in major cities across the nation preparing for civil unrest and rioting. Do you know that there is a certain element of fulfillment that what you fear, as Job said, will come upon you? Storefronts in New York, Soho's devastated. In Chicago, the Magnificent Mile is boarded up. In San Francisco, in Boston, in uh, uh, uh Every major city of the United States, I heard of another city in the South here, that they're preparing for civil rest and unright. What What shall we say to a nation that is at odds with each other? What do we speak to a people whose hearts are filled with hate? Our nation is being destroyed. And do we, the people of faith, have an answer? I believe the church has got to stir herself to speak. And I'm not just talking about the pulpit. I'm talking about every one of us, that what we've received in the darkness of the prayer closet, we've got to step out into the dim, dusky twilight and speak with all of our heart. What? do we say? What do we say to a nation filled with fear? People talking of a greater uprising of sickness and wave of misery coming into all the talking heads of the modern miserable media that are spreading yet another breathless, anxious story of bad things happening. We got many people that have died from this virus. We got many people have been greatly harmed, not just with the sickness, but with the ramifications of it all and anxiety levels are through the roof. What do we say to people that have lost their livelihoods? What do we say to churches that are struggling to survive? What do we say to marriages on thin ice going into this new year where they're at right now? What do we say? Is there a word from the Lord? There is a word from the Lord. One word, life. We speak life. Oh, can I get a witness to that? We speak life. Wade and Selena and Lynn, Don and Kirk, we speak life into our homes and family. Our pastoral staff this past week, we were just in deep discussion about the events of this year and how it's affected children families and none of it for good and we have people afraid to be with people as God so ordained from Genesis to Revelation that it's uh, it's koinonia it's fellowship that strengthens us encourages us we don't do life alone and we're not faring well we're not coming through this season like we should children with learning issues health issues men and women just just lost counseling centers filled and what do we speak we speak life. We speak life to you today. We speak the blessings of God. There may be darkness in this world, but there shall be light in your home. There may be darkness in Egypt, but there will be light in Goshen, that God's got something better for you than what the enemy is whispering to you right now. God has got a new world dawning and a great change coming. Listen, Listen, it's good for me to say it, but it's best if you start saying it. If you start opening up your mouth, and rather than saying, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm frustrated, I'm angry, I'm anxious, uh, why don't you get up and start speaking life into your world? Speaking life. I shall live, I shall not die. My family will not perish. Uh, You have a word, it's even in thy mouth. Uh, Your family needs to hear you speak life. Uh, Speak life. Speaking of home and life and family, people ask believers all the time, how, how do you support this party and this political candidate? I've always been an independent. I've never identified with a party. and uh, But people ask me, don't you know how bad this one is and that one is? Now, let me just say something. I want, I want you to hear me very, very carefully. I believe in doing just, loving, mercy, and walking humbly with my God. I believe that. I believe that racism and inequities exist in our society. I tremble for the hurt and the pain. Caused by those who hate others, I do. For each person of color who pay a price for being a color, for the color of their skin, I hate that. But there is no more racist practice in America today than taking of unborn life. Sixty. Million. Get that number in your mind. Thousands of abortions each day in America. And if God heard the blood of Abel, innocent Abel, cry from the ground, then the silent screams must be deafening in heaven right now. So we 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 gotta do something. When we vote, we speak life. We speak life to the hopes and dreams of the unborn. You see, it's more than a voting booth, it's more than ballots, it's it's an altar of prayer, of declaring like prophets of old we are speaking life into the future to the unborn and to the born we are calling a new world into existence and a new hope over our homes we're putting the blood of the lamb on the doorpost uh, and we're saying yes i am one of them i am speaking life into a world that is sick and dying i'm speaking life i say this to encourage you to provoke you let's see what god has for us let's claim it we speak life over our homes and families can i get a witness to that amen amen i i there's another area we need to speak life to not just homes and families who am i we need to speak life over our pastors over our churches here in america this is pastor's appreciation month So thankful for all the notes, cards, the mementos, the message. And thank you so very much for that. Thank you. Thank you. It's tough business being in ministry in today. And thank you for all you've done for the pastor and the minister of your local church. But can I tell you something? Your pastor, your church has never needed you to speak life more than right now there is a war being waged against against the church right now your your pastor i i feel for your pastor he can't please anybody right now he can. not Some are angry with the pastor because they're not having enough services. Some are angry because they're having too many. Some are upset with because they're not doing this. Some are upset because they're not doing that. Some are upset with the pastor just because they're angry with themselves and angry with life itself, and the pastor is a convenient screen upon which to project and a convenient target. Some are angry with the church for not doing more. Some are angry with the church for helping others out. The numbers are staggering, folks. The numbers are... Are staggering right now. The number of churches that will be folding, the number of pastors that walk away. Where? Are the Aaron and her who will come alongside their Moses? Where are the men and women who will lift up their spiritual leaders' hands? I don't ask this for me. I ask this for you, Pastor. I ask this for the cause. I ask this for the kingdom of light. Where are the people who will give sacrificially to make sure their church survives this storm? Where are the people who are going to say no amount is too much for what this church, this ministry, meant to me and my family? We're we're in a hoarding environment. People hoard when times get tough. We hold on to things. We hold on to God's portion, his tithing. He owns it all. He's got title to to it all, but he asks us to return our tithes and offerings. Why? That the storehouse may be filled. You are God's answer to your local church. You are God's provision to the ministry of your church through your tithes and offering. I speak life over you. I speak life and blessings over you, where you may be like Abraham of old, be blessed to be a blessing. In the Old Testament, when people came into the temple, in addition to their tithing, they brought offerings, free will offerings. They brought the redemption offering, the half shekel, about eight grams of silver, five dollars in modern times. There's to be no occasion that we come empty-handed into the house of God in the presence of God. It's not a duty to give, it's a delight to give and God loves a cheerful giver. So bless your church, speak life into your church and see if God will not open up the windows of heaven over you and your family and those that you care about. Speak life. We speak life into our homes and families. We speak life into our church and ministries, but here's where I'm going today we need to speak life into our world when we speak the word of God we speak life to a dying world you got a word in your mouth speak it the world needs to hear the words of life what should I speak Paul said in second Corinthians we comfort others with the same comfort we found when we were in a similar trial speak what gave God gave you in the wilderness you You need a message in your misery, a text in your trials, a verse in your valleys, a scripture in your struggles, a command in your calamities. You need a precept in your pain, a revelation in your situation, a a declaration in your despair and a statute in your storm. There is a word. There is a word that you need to speak. Speak. Here's the word for the world. It's life. Jesus in him is life. And that life is the light of man. He's the help in the time of trouble. He's going to hear the cry of the midnight hour. When there's no help to your left and none to your right, none in front and none behind, you can look up to the hills from which cometh your help. We've got a word, folks. We've got a word. If you have an ear to hear, we've got a word. If he did it before, he can do it again. We've got a word. Help is on the way. Oh, church, don't give up. Saint of God, child of God, don't throw in the towel. Don't give in. Don't lie down. Keep your head up. Keep praising. Keep dancing. Keep praying. Keep hoping. Keep looking for your miracle, keep believing, speak life because help is on the way. When you speak life, you take misery and transform it to majesty. You take dust and ashes and transform it into gold tried in the fire. We, we, we can take irritation and transform it to inspiration. We can take anger and transform to assurance. Bitterness and make it a blessing. Problems turn into praise. Disabilities into deliverance. And we fashion our pain into praise. Morning Devotion Group, our nation is waiting. Somebody to say something. Your family is waiting on someone to say something. Every city, every town, every office, every factory, every child, every man, everyone is waiting on someone to say something. Speak life into our world. Don't speak death, speak life. Don't speak anger. Don't speak doubt and anxiety and fear. Speak life into our nation. Oh, praise God. Sunday night, we're going to speak life into this nation in a prayer meeting. We're going to pray for those who struggle. We're going to pray for the upcoming election and the aftermath. But more importantly, we're going to speak prophetically. We're going to call those things that are not as though they are. We are going to stake a claim for the future in our present day. I believe that God is going to help us. We speak life. I want you to go into your day today speaking life. No matter what you encounter, speak life. No matter what comes against you, speak life and say, it shall not always be this way. God is bringing life into my world. And I know the Lord is going to help us and the Lord is going to be with us. Go have a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend. May the Lord be with you. Bless your church this weekend. And may God bless you. I look forward to seeing you again Monday morning. Amen. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Join us next time for another inspiring devotion. To support this ministry, please visit firstchurch.com forward slash give.